Welcome to Hornsap. It's another beautiful start to the week. Beautiful start because we've got some good heavy death metal on the show today. Courtesy of a band that Peter's been following for a very long time, so much so that he included them on our 2019 albums to look forward to. But lo and behold, it's taken us a year to actually get them on. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, a couple of months ago when I got the album announcement, I was like, Oh boy, we have to get like it's finally happening. Like it's here. So <laughs> when I got the album, I knew that we have to get uh, the band on the podcast. And in case you're still wondering who it is, uh, and you haven't heard the old episodes, it's a Korean from uh, Montreal, uh, Canada. And what's really cool about the band is uh, while you have Mike DeSalvo, ex Cryptopsy on vocals, you've also got former members of Neuraxis on there and also current members of Cattle Decapitation. So an all-star band, if you may. And uh, yeah, man, the music speaks for itself, really. Yep, that's absolutely right. The Kurian's album, Comfort to Me, was released last weekend. Because of that, we got in touch with Mike DeSalvo and decided to do a different format with him this time around. We brought back Breakdown. It's a format on which we essentially try and break down a song and we are breaking down wow like you should all this is a nice drinking game huh? like <laughs> keep tabs on how many times we say breakdown <laughs> but yeah sorry um yeah so we are breaking down year of the long pig which happened to be the first ever song that a Korean ever wrote together as a band yeah man it's, it was really cool uh, speaking to mike and you know just kind of getting into the details of the songs. Yeah, just to add one teensy little point there, this uh, interview as such was recorded quite a while back before this entire coronavirus thing happened. So, of course, everybody's sounding a lot more happier and there's no elephant in the room as such to speak of. So, here he is. Here's Mike DeSalvo, Anna Kurian. Here we go. And I'd like to welcome to the show Mike DeSalvo. Welcome to the show, right. Mike. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's a great honor for us to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm well, I'm well. Uh, likewise, uh, also, I just, I just want to uh, point out that I have uh, never been interviewed from someone from, uh, from India, so uh, the honor is mine. All right. Thank, we're glad to hear that. And, you know, the reason we're talking to you is about Akurion, I hope I get that correct, uh, album, uh, Come Forth to Me. Uh, Correct. You know, for me personally, uh, this has been one of the albums I've been looking out for for a while. Uh, when Animesh and I started this podcast uh, late 2018, um, I kept telling him about your band. And when we did a list, which was the albums to look out for in 2019, I had the album listed there. So oh, awesome. how does it how does it feel now that you know the album's going to be releasing? in a couple of weeks uh it, you know it it's invigorating um it's it's been a long time coming uh this is a project that has been you know in the wing for for many years now it's 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 on eight years at this point so um you know for us it it you know we never wavered from what we wanted to do uh but in the same in the same token we um you know we we realized that uh that it's been an extensive period of time uh, for reasons that are out of our hands and 
um, you know, you, you just sort of go with the flow of it. Um, but we always had that, that thought that, you know what, like, we know we'll release it. And when the time comes, it's going to come. And it's as simple as that. We're not going to force it. We're not going to, you know, pressure anyone or pressure, pressure the album. So, you know, we half-ass it or, you know, any of this type of stuff. We just sort of pushed off and said, when it's ready, it's ready. And, and now it's ready. So, yeah, we feel, uh, we feel very, uh, very blessed, very excited. Uh, you know, like I said, it's been a long time coming. And uh, to see it come to a point of near fruition at this point is is uh, invigorating all right and uh, let's get into the lead single itself it's called zero of the long pig and we'd like to play it first without any interruptions before we get into the breakdown we believe it's awesome. the first song you wrote for the album and that's one way to introduce it how would you introduce this song that's a good question uh, i would introduce it as uh, it's it's the first track that we we wrote uh, that uh, rob and i got together with um it's the first track that we sat down and uh, he showed me the riffs, and I had some some patterns. Uh, not even not even lyrics per se. I did have some lyrics, but uh, but but it was it was really just kind of enunciating some rhythm parts through through his riffing, no drums or anything, and uh, that's how it started. So this is this is the beginning of uh, of of Curian, really. Lovely, and here it is. Here is year of the long pig.
And that was Year of the Long Pig. And now let's break it down. Let's play the song. Was that a phone ring? Where? At the the, yeah, at the very beginning. Say, at the four Shit, seconds. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't believe so, no. Uh, no, actually, I, I don't. That's, I think that's the bass, actually. I think that's Ollie. Really? He's got that, like, that really, yeah, there's a, like a dissonant feel to that, uh, to that bass, uh, that bass tone. I think that's what you're hearing. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely so, not a phone, or it, or it should absolutely not be in there. <laughs> we hear that sound quite a few times in the song, especially when there's an abrupt end and a ring out. And I'm a bass player myself. I honestly, I, I never thought I could make that sound out of the bass. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ollie is a uh, he's a wizard on bass. I will say that. So uh, he's he's creating magical notes from uh, from that bass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we continue? Right, you know those opening riffs followed by. You know, you're going, suffer, it's what you've been taught. I mean, that's such a crushing start. I don't have any other way to adjective to describe that track. So my question is, had Rob already written this riff before you both started collaborating, or did it come later? Yeah, he had. He had, um, uh, funny enough, he had, a, uh, he had six, I believe it was six out of eight songs that were skeletons. So they were just pieces. Um, this is one of the one of the songs though that he had brought in. That you know, of course, we made some some you know variations and some some uh, uh, some arrangement uh, adjustments. But uh, but but I mean, in general, he had this one pretty plotted out. Um, and like I said, I mean, he came in that riff right in the beginning. And, and, and it's funny you say that too because we just said like as soon as this this song starts, it's like um, on old tracks that we had done we had um we had a friend that had done some um some drum programming for it and then you know i, I it was just pre-prod shit and um I, I i remember when when we had at least that even before when we were just putting i was just like man this is like a brutal 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 beginning of the song this kid this can crash exactly what you're saying and um so then when we actually put the drum programming to it um, and, and the drum programmer initially was Ollie from, um, <clears throat> excuse me, from uh, Cataclysm. He had put, uh, put together a couple of songs with, with the program. And, um, I just, it was, it was pretty much the same way that we begin. And I just remember looking at him like, Jesus Christ, man, like this is, this is fucking brutal. Like this is old school back to no nonsense bullshit. Like here we are, you know? And, uh, so yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's. Um, one that we had thrown around as the beginning of the album, uh, but then we we opted for to, to go a different route on that. But uh, but it was certainly a a front runner for how we how we would begin the record. Um, you know, and I, I I think it's I think it's great where it's placed now. Uh, but in, in, in you know in hindsight, I, I still believe it's it's best placed as song number seven. But uh, but we definitely threw it around as a, as a possibility. All right, let's continue.
Yeah, and now you see the whole shift in tempo, and you know you come in with the lines, slow roast of an era, the terror of mankind. Tell tell us about the, those lines, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, I you know I, the the song was the approach was very satirical. Um, you know, I, I like writing with a lot of I don't know hidden message type of stuff, and you know, I I I'd rather not write something that's just blatantly straightforward. Um, whether this is or not, it's you know. I mean, people could could read that and say, okay, I get I get what it is. Um, but for me, it was it you know really was a year of the long pig. Like it was it was based on um, a satirical approach on on how humans treat one another. And uh, I was just I think at the time I I can't place an exact moment in terms of something that that inspired me per se for this particular song. Uh, but but I, I I know that in general I think I think people are you know we're 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 pretty disgraceful bunch, and uh, especially how we treat one another and treat different cultures and and uh, just it's it's basically like if you don't have the same belief system if you don't believe in the same God if you don't uh, believe in the same political movement if you don't you know et cetera et cetera et cetera um, you're a piece of shit and we'll we'll hang you you know uh, we'll chop you up like uh, like mutton or like pigs. And uh, so that was the approach with it was, how can, I, how can I get this point across and not be so straightforward with it and put a, a, a bit of a spin uh, of, of humor in something that's humorless? Okay. I have a follow-up to ask you over here regarding that lovely uh, panning of the central scream as such that, that's been done. Uh, whose idea was that? Yeah, that was my, that was my idea. I like, uh, I like a lot of... Uh, I like to try a lot of different effects, although we didn't really, we didn't do as much as I would probably do if we were in a studio together with, with an engineer. Um, okay. So it's, it, a lot of that is, is, is a bit more difficult to, to express because Gene uh, Strider, who, uh, who engineered the record, um, when, when you're, you know, the final, the final engineering of it, because uh, Alex E. Bear is the one who recorded it. Um, and we did try some stuff with him, but when it goes to when it, you know, because Gene is in in uh, Berlin, so it's it's not always as easy to say, hey, I'd, I'd like this kind of sound, um, you know, I'd like to try this, and you know, and it, it's, so there's there's some discrepancies in terms of, of of that. If I was in a room, it would probably there would probably be more um, experimentation for for those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was one that I, I, I had said, look, I, you know, I'd like to try. We actually tried a few different things with it. And I think Gene initially, when, when, when I explained, this is a, a good example of it, when I initially had explained what I was looking for, um, what she had done was she had taken it like far right or something and then had moved it. And I was like, no, no, I'd like it more centered and then kind of swivel back and forth, you know. Um, so things like that, you know, the, it's, it's not always you know, through text. That your point doesn't necessarily come across as, as yeah, well as yeah. sitting in front of the speaker and pointing to it and say, "Right here, this is where I want this." You know, <laughs> um, but nonetheless, like uh, you know, the, the the fluidity of of the work process was, you know, was exemplary. You know, so there was no, there was, you know, very there was no issues. Not even very few. There was no issues. You know, she's uh, she's a um, uh, gifted uh, musician and and engineer. So. You know, a lot of times when you say something, you know, you know, I'd like my vocals a little bit wetter here, or, you know, whatever the case may be. She gets it. She knows, she knows what you're talking about. Yeah, this certainly seems to be a, um, a good example of somebody who knows what they're doing. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. You know, I, it's it's not it's not my first rodeo in the in the studio. So course, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So that you know, so uh, you you learn a lot. You pick up new things, and uh, and and you you know, for myself, I. I don't want to say I have a signature sound per se, but but I, I you know at least in my head I do you know like I I, I can picture you know I'll hear something and and even before we lay lay the uh, you know we're just practicing and that idea spanned from from just jamming um, before we had done any pre prod and before we had actually recorded um, so you know this was a this was sort of a long standing um, idea that uh, that that we were finally able to put together. All right, let's continue. And again, the line, spread it upon a toasted culture. I know you did uh, talk a little bit about, you know, the whole theme of the song. But if I may ask, what is this the recipe for? I just, you know, when I, when I wrote, um, <laughs> this one came together, I actually, I, I, I'm laughing about it now, but I, when I had written that, I, w- I was laughing about it, you know? I was like, and it runs, you know, runs smooth like butter, spread it upon a toasted culture. I was like, okay, so that kind of rhymes, and I, I like that. I, you know, I don't try to rhyme everything, but, but I, I, there's a similarity, there's a, you know, to, to the ending of it. But I was just like, you know what, like, what, what, <laughs> what could go with culture and butter? Uh, well, yeah, a toasted culture. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know how these things work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get to it. Okay. And so we complete the first verse or the first section of the song. Um, being a bass player, I can't help but listen to the bass lines a bit more in detail and it's very weird because through the verse they seem to be cresting and falling they're more pronounced and cut through the mix for one half of the riff and then they seem to fall back for the other half what's up with that approach uh you know i don't know um <laughs> I, if i'm being honest <clears throat> excuse me we um we left all bass playing to to the bass player um all drumming to the drummer all uh, arrangements and, and vocals to the to to me and and all the guitar parts to to Rob. So if you know there's if there's you know things that you're noting of you know uh, up front with with one you know or, or on on to uh, to the rhythm and then pulling it back a bit. Um, <clears throat> these are these were these were decisions that were ultimately made by by the musician. Um, we you know I, I think the you know the four the pedigree of the four of us you know we we know what we're doing. So there was never any. There was never any instances of ah, maybe you should try playing, or very few, I should say. There were, you know, a couple ideas of obviously arrangement uh, ideas, and you know, maybe try this kind of beat, or you know, maybe chunk up the riff here, or you know, shit like that. But, but in general, the 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 playing style and the um, the, the the you know the musicianship of the integrity of the musicianship was was left to the to the musician themselves. Um, you know, I don't think we ever really questioned, ah, you know, uh, this this part, you know, this. You, you're you're you know you're you're doing something that maybe we didn't see or you know or didn't didn't specifically hear, um, you know as as the songs were being were being put together. Um, these were you know a lot of this a lot of these things you know I, I, I 
you know, inst- when we're when we're jamming with them, you know, everyone's in the same room and you're playing, and you hear all these little parts, and there's so many parts that I, I've listened to the record after, and I've jammed with these guys fucking how many times, like, and and there's still parts that I hear from from all the different the nuances, you know, all the different uh, uh, parts in the songs. I'm like, shit, man, I don't remember them doing that. I don't remember him playing that, you know, or things like that. So, uh, you know, the album has a lot of surprises in, in terms of the playability, and uh, uh, and I think that's I think that's a pretty brilliant piece to it, you know, is, is you know, especially allowing musicians to do what they do best, and that's just play. You know, come up with your parts and play. As it should be. So let's continue. Yeah, agreed. chorus ends and we've got a question for you here the chorus goes year of the long pig what does that mean is it a take on the chinese calendar because according to the chinese calendar the year of the, the pig is considered to be a positive one generally indicating wealth fortune and for those born in the upcoming 12 months yeah it's true <clears throat> um I, i you know i'm i'm one that enjoys all that stuff, you know, astrology and and uh, the Chinese uh, 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 calendar and and all those things. So I, you know, I find I, I, there's an affinity there for for that stuff. So yeah, there is a play on on that. I, I am year of the pig, so there is there is that also. Um, the long pig, long pig is what what um, back in whatever 18, 1700s when uh, when people had crossed. Uh, in you know in, in these ships to in these vessels they they'd cross over to you know the jungles of wherever and uh, they would get off and they'd meet some some cannibal local cannibals and and then they'd become food and they were considered uh, what the what the the what the indigenous people would call long pigs uh, as humans so uh, apparently we taste like pork so that was the whole thing so I, I, I again it was a bit of that satirical approach of okay so I am I am uh, the year of the pig. Uh, I do appreciate the Chinese um, horoscope, uh, the Chinese uh, calendar, and uh, and and I and it also really fits in. It ties in with with uh, the the cannibalistic approach of how humans treat each other, um, whether they're eating them or not. They're still, you know, not not kind. Um, so I and I, I thought it was kind of a cool spin of just adding a long pig in there. Uh, because that's what we were we were called as humans were long pigs. So that's that's where that comes from. Hmm, interesting. And for all our listeners out there, the last year of the pig was 2019. Am I right, Mike? Yes. No, no, it's this year. Year of the year of the pig is this year. Oh, it's 2020. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, supposed to be good fortune. Uh, good fortune this year. You're right. Uh, you're bang on uh, on that. Yeah. Uh, I have to mention the riff for the chorus. and the bridge kind of changes the dynamic of the song completely i know it's the chorus uh, you can actually head back to this riff this time around it kind of offers some relief after that intense opening was that kind of the intention of having a yeah yeah i think so and you know that actually had come about from um, uh, that was the first section like that we had uh, that i had put words to as we had you know as we get to uh, rob and i got had uh, gotten together at a studio at my old house so we just and we were just sitting in the studio he's playing guitar and 
I had this idea of Year of the Long Pig. And as we were playing, I just caught on to that, that pot. And I was just, you know, I followed what he was doing there. And I said, man, this could be like, this is like the pot where everyone's got like their fists up and everyone's like kind of going crazy, you know. Um, this is a chorus that people can, I think, can get behind in terms of, uh, you know, like you said, breaking away from the surging craziness of, the, of that whole first pot into something that people can just kind of like, you picture people diving off a stage. And, I mean, you know, that's what I picture anyways. Um, and you know, like like the fist pumping, and everyone just fucking going crazy to that to that type of a chorus. And I can appreciate a good a good chorus um, for sure. You know, I, I uh, and and that to me is is I think it's the honestly I think it's the quintessential chorus of the album. <laughs> really, I think that's the one that's like it, it's it's different. We, there's no other riffs that we do that are like that. There's no other sections in any of the uh, any of the other uh, seven songs. That um, that brings that type of feel. Uh, I think that's the that's the exclusive one right there. All right, let's continue. <laughs> Wow. Oh, mini bass solo. I'm loving how the bass isn't coloring within the lines now. It's almost driving the song at times, leading the way for the rest of the instruments. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, that, was definitely, that was definitely decided early on. We said, you know, let's have a break here, and it, and it should, be, should be driven by the bass. Um, and, you know, okay, and the, so, so why the bass and not, say, a, a drum, a mini drum solo here or a mini guitar uh, chugga chugga. Well, I think we, you know, I, you know, we really do come from, you know, from. I mean, we're all different age ages, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, from from myself to to Ollie, I think there's a twenty year difference. But nonetheless, we're all old school death metal fans. So you know, you picture like some of those like old Caucus records and or, or old Napalm Death, and there's a lot of bass driven rhythms through there. And that specifically, I remember. Um, I, I, I want to say it was me, but I, I, I'm not 100% sure that that had said, look, we should, we should add that in. Uh, because I really, you know, personally, I love those, those little bass intro into, into, you know, blazing pot after that. And I always, um, you know, whether it's, a, whether it's a, a, a something that's mid-tempo or something that's, you know, grinding or, or if it goes into a, you know, it's a bass uh, uh, into, um, into a slower uh, riff like, like Brutal Truth would do a lot of bass. And then go into the yeah. like sick breakdowns and stuff like that. So, you know, so they ca- sort of carried the torch from from those earlier uh, death metal uh, albums where where bass was was quite prominent, like sloppy sounding, dirty bass and shit. Mm-hmm. So we we you know we did want that um, you know really pronounced <clears throat> excuse me pronounced sound uh, that would lead into the next uh, next section for sure. All right, let's continue. <laughs> Now, again, while Animesh is the bass player, I'm the metal nerd that goes through the lyrics. So, again, corrupted, demoralized, front the fires of deceit. Tell me about these lyrics, because now we see a kind of shift from the satirical part that you had. I didn't want it to be 100% satirical. I mean, theme-wise, yes. Uh, but I also wanted to add, a, you know, certainly some, some grit 
in there and some, you know, some, some strong words and some, you know, the strong meaning behind those words. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was, I was trying to, you know, specify that, you know, we are, we are a corrupted bunch. We are a demoralized bunch. You know, uh, it, it, you know, a lot of humanity is based on deceit. Um, so, yeah, for sure, those, those words were, especially coming into that section there, I wanted to make sure it wasn't something that was, you know, I want to say goofy, because I don't, I don't think any of them are goofy, but I didn't want to do something like, like the last line there about, you know, rapes, genocides, and potty favors. You know, it's, it, 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 it might not fit on that section uh, as, it would, as it does in the earlier section, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, there was certainly an approach of uh, that through this whole section, really. Uh, the, the you know the the lyrics were were meant to sort of deliver that message of yeah we're a, we're not a we're not a nice bunch you know uh, collectively you know uh, we're not a nice bunch. <laughs> Again, I have to come back to these lines. If you ain't eating him, then you're just killing him. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like straight up. Now, by, by this point, you're like just straight in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, that, that section and, and like the next, the next section uh, or the, you know, the next set of lyrics here as well. It was, uh-huh. <clears throat> I wanted to bring it back around um, to... Uh, you know, to that, to that theme that I was, you know, that I actually just had set up with the rapes, genocide, and potty favors. You know, I, I, obviously those things aren't like fun, you know, uh, situations. But, um, but I, you know, it, it, if you're not eating them, then you're just killing them. So it's kind of like that. I, it was really my thought process on that was, was thinking of uh, Buffalo and how the, um, how the, when, when the Americans came over and they, or the Americans, when the Europeans came over mm-hmm. into America, and uh, and then they they to in, it, you know one way to remove all the Indians was to kill what their their only sustenance was in terms of of meat and and uh, and clothing things that would keep them warm in the winter and they just decimate these animals and they weren't you know they weren't eating them they were just killing them so that was that was that approach and the next line was was really a, a swing back around to the rapes and genocides um, well, I guess you'll you'll play that part next but. Uh, uh, if you ain't eat them, you're just fucking them. Is <laughs> it was kind of that swing back around to to that, and that was a late addition, actually. Uh, I don't know if we're jumping ahead here, but uh, but that was a late addition. That section, um, that that last line, because uh, I think I had just put, if I remember correctly, I think I just said the same line over again, and then I was like, you know what, like maybe I can maybe I can jar some some people's, you know. Um, impressions of this, and uh, you know, either they're gonna, either people are gonna get it, or they're just gonna be turned off by it, and and that's okay, you know, like it's it's art, it's it's you know, it's entertainment, it's and and most importantly, it's us, it's it's you know, we 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 did it for us, we weren't 
or doing this for for um, other people and their impressions on it. Um, so it was really a last line. Like I think as we were we were nearing the time to start recording it, I switched it and put that in, and uh, everyone kind of laughed about it. We're like, you know, because they're. They we're pretty open about the words and the lyrics, and you know, and and we we talk about the, I mean, you know, like what we're doing right now is is quite cool because I this is not something I I normally do, but with the band we'll go through and we'll we'll kind of discuss like sections and things like that too. So so it's 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 cool to be in a sort of a different environment than just the four of us and and sort of laying it out for people to to see. Big squeals and tribalistic percussion. What's the purpose of the sample at the end of the track? What's the story <laughs> that you're trying to tell here? This was also a, a, an idea that we had early on. Uh, this this it, was, it was an idea of mine to to <clears throat> go out and actually record some pigs. Um, take a zoom and and go out to a pig farm and just fucking you know just lay it out there and just record a bunch of a bunch of pigs running around. Um, then we started to look at some samples and stuff like that, and we uh, we realized that um, we had. You know, there's there's some really awful sounding squeals that uh, that sort of almost identify um, the sound of somebody, you know, in in dire consequences or dire situations. You know, uh, so you know, there was that sort of a okay. Instead of just getting a bunch of pigs running around and being happy and you know lying in the mud, let's get some pig squeals that are you know haunting and and something that you know is. uh, slaughterhouse style, you know, um, and, and the percussions were based. Uh, Tommy and I played the percussions on this one. Uh, most uh, Tommy played the drums on it. Uh, the percussion, uh, uh, yeah, the drum, the drum parts, and then I played like you know some stick banging and some shit like that, some uh, um, eggs and eggshells and things like that that were that we're adding in there. But the idea behind that was was basically okay. So we'll pull it together with the pig squeals, the, the ignition first of all, the ignition of the fire. Yeah. The pig squeals with that in the background um, to sort of lay out uh, the the idea of the long pig approach with with indigenous people, um, you know. That, so that brings that sort of back into into context with uh, with the with the drumming and the, and also the drumming. So we pur- purposely went into it with not necessarily a drum beats that were. Um, perfect, perfectly symmetrical, you know, like, uh, we didn't want something that was good, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. We just, we kind of wanted to do it like ad hoc in the sense of what we would envision, um, when, when there's, uh, when there's a human on a stick, <laughs> you know, ro- rotating over the fire and then everyone is a fervor where they're going to eat, the tribe's eaten and, um, and the drums might not always be in, in sync and, you know, and, and perfect and, and 
so that was the approach with that was like, all right, let's, let's see if we can, you know, cause I mean, Tommy's a fucking brilliant drummer. So if we needed it, you know, if we needed it in, you know, in, in, in four time or if we needed it in, you know, in separate, he could have done it all, but the real, really, we went into it to say, let's throw it off a bit and let's just kind of, kind of make it so that it, it, it's not so perfect. Um, and I think that would be a better approach for what, what we wanted for that. And I think, I think it works. So are those real pigs then? In the sense those are real pigs. Yeah, uh, those are real pigs, but, uh, but they're, they're sampled. Um, okay. We went through, it sounds so, it sounds so ridiculous, but we, we went through so many different like pig sounds. And, yeah, and yeah. that actually, when we first had done that, uh, it was, oh shit, I think we, we extended it. I think the first time that we recorded it and added it, it was over a minute, but it was it was just too long, you know. Yeah. So we got it. I, um, I yeah, we got it. Okay. I only ask because uh, you might have heard of what happened to this British hardcore band called The Gallows, and uh, their track Misery, which is from their second album Great Britain, they included an entire section of pig of of pigs being slaughtered, and it became so notorious that sample that. Uh, Initially, the band went out and told the press and told everyone who would listen to them that, you know, those are actual recordings of things being slaughtered. But then they just, it, like, there was such a huge backlash to it that eventually they just ended up saying that, no, 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 they were just recorded samples. We didn't actually end up slaughtering pigs. <laughs> I have not heard that. Quite honestly, the, the, the sounds of the pigs, I don't know the context of, of, um, of where they got those pigs pig squeals or any of that uh-huh. stuff. So, I, you know, whether they were, whether they were actually from a slaughterhouse or not, I, I, that I don't know. And there's nothing that from that, from that sample that we had taken, there was nothing that um, signified anything of that yeah, sort, yeah, yeah. you know? And, and so, I mean, but even, even that, like, you know, like, come on, man, who the fuck is going to go and, <laughs> and complain about that shit? Like fucking grow up, you know, go, go fucking, go, <laughs> go fucking stand out in front of, uh, you know, uh, uh, fucking president you don't like, or fucking, or, or yeah. you know, premier that you don't want, or you know, exactly. like you know, fucking bust balls on a band. Like, come on, man, that's ridiculous. You know, yeah. so uh, you know, I, I, it, we certainly, yeah. Do we want to press some buttons? Yeah, of course we want to press buttons. I mean, we're a fucking death metal band. You know, like, uh, yeah. you know, we, we we don't want people to feel comfortable. <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, but we didn't, you know, we didn't. Sw- one thing's for sure, we didn't we didn't put on to say, look, we want to find slaughterhouse pigs. Uh, squealing for their life, uh, we just found some that were gritty and dirty enough for for the for the layout that we wanted for for the ending of the song, uh, and then for you know and and, and consequently for the uh, entrance into the next song. Um, so you know that's that's really what it was more more or less uh, we were going for, uh, not uh, not to find the um, the animals that were were being tortured and, and mutilated. Uh, um, yeah, so that, that's fucked up though. Yeah, I haven't heard that. I'm gonna look that up. We're kind of done with this section of the breakdown. Uh, For the next part, we want to dig a little deeper and break it down further. So can you talk to us about your songwriting process? Not specifically for the song, but the album, uh, Comfort to Me. What comes first? The riff, the song idea, the lyric? The riffs. Uh, The riffs definitely came uh, first and foremost on every song. Um, that was that was the driving force was was what Rob had brought to the table, um, and then you know initially it was just he and I like I said so you know before before we we brought in Tommy and uh, Ollie 
Um, we had already gone through, I think at the time it was six. I'm, I'm pretty sure we hadn't, yeah, anyway, it was, it was, it was six songs. Um, <clears throat> so we had already developed a, a generalized idea and a, at least something, a blueprint to bring to the table to, to show these guys, hey, this is some ideas that we have. And, uh, and then we built out from there. Um, you know, many of the, many of the, of the, um, the time changes and, and, uh, the rhythms and things like that remained, um, there obviously there's, you know, as, as in any songwriting in, in any songwriting capacity, you're going to have, you know, uh, many changes and many alterations and, and things of that sort. So once you get, you know, four guys in a room, um, you know, things do change, but really Rob had the vision, uh, riff wise. Uh, and then I, I think when we brought those in, I already had six song titles already, already selected, um, some lyrics for it, and um, and then some placements, obviously. <clears throat> um, but uh, but you know, then then it's really coming back around and like placing it as as the songs come together and being in the room with them because you know we 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 would get together. The four of us would 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 build the songs, you know, craft the songs, and um, it was it was done in the same room. So as as you know, bass parts are being added and and little you know drum nuances and, and fills and things of that sort are being added in. So are the lyrics. Um, you know, and placement. So now I, you know, it's, it's, it's better. Now I get the, the organic, you know, earthy feel of, of the drums. Now I know where, where the, the song is going. So now I can better place my, you know, my arrangements for, for the vocals and it all just sort of falls into place. All right. How do you decide how a song behaves and takes shape? And also, when do you know when it's time for a new riff, new section, or just when the song is done? A lot of it is, is based on feel. Um, we had we had parts that were you know less uh, less times with the you know like say we'd have a bridge that we would use for you know the riff twice or something. And then sometimes we had added you know another four or something or you know so th- there are those variances that that do take place. Um, uh, but you know I, we, we we would build the song and then as the song was 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 being put together. Um, a lot of the other di- a lot of the other ideas start to stem from that too. So you know, like the 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 whole thing with souvenir gardens and those are old lyrics that I had. It's an old poem that I had written, you know, as an okay. example. So then I added to that poem to fit with the rest of the lyrics. But there was always the you know the idea of having something that was you know very somber in the beginning of the album, uh, in the beginning of that song, something that was in you know an acoustic piece and. Um, and then, you know, the idea stemmed to have Luke come in and, and uh, uh, give him the idea of the song, show him what we were doing for the song, and then tell him the idea of what we wanted. And he, excuse me, did that awesome arrangement um, that really fell in line with the rest of the song. It was, it was perfect, you know. It was, uh, it's, like he's the, it's like he's the fifth member, you know. Um, you know, so things like that. You know, a lot of those extra pieces come together as the songs are being put together. Um, but it's it's definitely a a process that is based on drums, guitars, bass, and vocals, and that's where it really starts. That's the root of it. Okay. Um, how much of thought goes into how a listener will perceive or receive the music? Uh, what I mean is sometimes, say for example, a song takes the listener along with it. The listener knows what to expect, and then the song delivers. Uh, it becomes an easy to predict song and tends to follow along. But that's not the case with Year of the Long Pig and most of the other tracks on the album. 
Uh, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, you know, I really we we the thought process was that we didn't want something that was going to be a cookie cutter, you know, the same the same old same old writing structures. You know, yes, fine. Some of the earlier songs that we had worked with that were a little bit more direct. Um, you can almost tell the, the the songs that were earlier on versus the songs that we had written later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was a natural progression for us as well. You know, we, once, once we said, okay, well, you know, sure, we have some, some more driving songs, and then we want to do something that's, that's a bit more progressive and uh, something that's not as easily labeled um, as, as, you know, straightforward, it's this, this is, this is the style, and that's, you know, so we, we, that was definitely a conscious decision to, to, make, to push the boundaries, really, to come come up with something that was going to be a little bit more um, fun to listen to and, and unexpected, you know, and, and, you know, really it, it was definitely something that we sat down and said, okay, like we, as we're putting these songs together, like we, let, let's not come back around to that part uh, if ever again, you know, like if we come back around to it, it's later in the song. And, and, you know, if, and if we don't come back to it, well, fuck it. It's okay. Like we don't have to come back to these parts, you know? So uh, once we sort of let that, that age-old process down, let our guard down in terms of that the songs just started to write themselves, you know? Um, and, and that, you know, I think that's, that's a strong point to the album. Okay. And you kind of alluded to this earlier in the conversation, but uh, Year of the Long Fake is your lead single, and yet it sits pretty late on the album. Uh, what's the thought process behind that? Well, it's, you know, truth be known, it's the second track, it's the second release, uh, second single. Okay. Uh, the first single, yeah, the first single was, um, was the first, uh, the first song on the album. So that's what we, what we led with. And, and that was one that we, we actually, you know, there was, there was a thought process in, in terms of, do we actually start with Leave Them Scars, the nine, almost 10 minute long song that has the, exactly what we were just saying, like so many different yeah, yeah. time changes. It's like, it's like three or four songs uh, in one. Uh, but we just, you know, we said like, look, let, let's, let's, let's give people what we, you know, it's, it's, a song, it's the lead off song for the album, you know? So this is the song that we wanted people to hear from the go. They press play. That's the song. So why not that be the first single? And then, uh, and then subsequently uh, the second single be the one that's the shorter song. Um, and, and gives it really that, that sort of unexpected approach, uh, give somebody a nine and a half, almost ten minute long song, and then swing back around to a three, three and a half minute song. <laughs> you know, so, <clears throat> and then we're going to come back with with Bedsores, to the Bone, um, for the third single. Uh, that's going to be released in the next couple weeks. I don't have a definitive date on that, but mm-hmm. uh, but that's going to be the next one. And that one's a six minute, uh, six and a half minute long song too. So so we really hit. And it was, and it was. I think it was. It was set as to do long, mid, small, and, you know, we shuffle them around. I think we shuffled back and forth with, uh, uh, with, with year and, and bed sores, which one we would do. Uh, the first one I think was unanimous in terms of we wanted to start with that one. And then the other two were, okay, which one do we do? And then, okay, well, it makes sense to do the, the long one and then give the, give the short, the shorter song in the album. And then let's hit them up with something in the middle, uh, in, in between, give everyone a flavor of what's to come for the record. Um, because it, 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 all the songs are, are quite different from one another. So, you know, we want to, we wanted to showcase exactly that, that we've got long songs, we've got short songs, we've got, you know, me, medium song, uh, uh, mid, 
uh, mm. midtime songs, and uh, we and we've got songs that have you know different tempos. We've got songs that have um, you know uh, different uh, uh, arrangements, and, and 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 you know make sure that we had something to showcase the full album in in three in three songs. This is what you can expect, you know. All right. Um, you talked a bit about this earlier, where you had Luke Lime uh, guesting on the opening track, which is, as I put it, the nine-minute epic "Leave Them Scars." Uh, another guest on the track is Lord Worm, and I was reading an interview where you said, "I had our guests in mind for those specific parts." Parts. So, can you tell us about that approach of songwriting? Yep. Uh, and and actually, uh, Jean Marie Leblanc uh, from Vengeful was uh, was also was the third third vocalist on that. That was a, a a thought that had come around from from the inception of that that section. Uh, once we put that section together with the whole little bass intro again again with the bass, we wanted that really that driving bass to come in before we we kicked into gear on on that particular section. Um, but the idea was for me to do the the main vocal section through there, and then to have leave them scars <clears throat> like shout it out. But instead of having you know myself just do the shout outs on it, um, this was something that was an immediate thought process to have three different vocals vocalists come in and three different distinct voices come in and do those parts in between. So like interwoven into into the um, uh, the driving uh, uh, lyrical section through there. You know, so. Uh, that was, that was, I mean, it was, honestly, it was instantaneous that we were going to do that. The only thing that, that I would say that there was a couple things that had changed. Um, and when we, when we would practice this, it was Ollie that would, would do the backups through there. So he was, it was one voice. Um, but we knew that we were going to, we were going to do that. And as soon as we asked the, you know, the three, uh, the three guys, if they would, uh, they would do it. It was an immediate, yeah, of course. And then we set up yeah. the times to do it and it was just, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was perfectly, you know, it was, it was symmetry. It was perfect. Um, so the, the, one of the ideas was, you know, we wanted Luke and, you know, Luke. And then, and then we had, uh, 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 Jean-Marie in, in, in the middle and then, uh, Lord Worm at the end of it. Uh, all three guys are, are, are dear friends of ours. So, and then the other section of it, when we come back into it, we were going to do the same thing. Initially, it was going to be the same sort of, and I was like, well, fuck it. You know, like, why don't we switch it up? So you've got the three of them in unison, you know, or, or subsequent uh, uh, sections after, after each other. And then why not twist it around and have Lord Worm come in first, and then Jean-Marie, and then Luke, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Luke, in the, sorry, Luke was in the middle. It was Jean-Marie that starts... Let me back it up. Jean-Marie starts, uh, Luke, and then Lord Worm. And then the second time around, we would have Lord Worm, Luke, and then Jean-Marie have, uh, have, you know, have him end it instead of having him, you know. So we, just that little switch, I think, adds a massive difference in the song. Like, I mean, if you're listening to it, if it's not something that's just playing in the background, you might not catch it. But if you're, like, listening intently to the album, you'll be like, fuck, man, that's a... That's a crazy little switch up and then there's uh, then there's a section that we we switch when we were um when i had luke record i did three different because uh, luke recorded separately so when luke recorded his parts there was three sections where he had said leave them scars um and then when i had the two of them come in jean marie and uh, and and um, lord worm when i had them come in to the studio to to record their parts 
uh, I said, let me try something. I'm going to have you guys do two, you know, so then my, my vocals will cut in uh, through that instead of going three. So it's, it's not, you know, it's not just three. So it ends up being two, three, two. Um, and it's just small little differences like that that I think really kind of push that, uh, uh, that point across that we were, we were getting this. It's not, not, not to do the same shit over and over again, but to try to, you know, break it up and little things like that uh, certainly help with, with what, what our end goal was. Awesome. So I've also read uh, that Comfort to Me was tracked live without any click track. So my question being, what made you decide to record, if I may call it the old school way, especially in this day and age of technology when it's much easier and also in a way much affordable? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that, that is absolutely uh, accurate. We, we did uh, record that um, in a, in a, uh, over two days. We recorded the songs back to back. We just went through them. And, uh, uh, and uh, all your, your basic tracks, uh, vocal, from vocals, guitars, bass, drums, uh, all of that is, uh, is one take. Uh, there was no cutting in and out. We played the song straight through. Well, we busted our ass. We, you know, we were in the pocket. We, uh, mm-hmm. we, you know, we were we were jamming. To, at that point, we were jamming twice a week. We were, you know, we were just we we knew what we were going to do, uh, and we knew from the beginning. I and mean, this is something Rob and I had discussed from the start: is we didn't want something that was going to be over processed and over engineered. And uh, look, we've all been there. We've all done it. Um, why not do something like you said, the, sort of the old school process? The only thing that was different, we didn't do it. We didn't do it on reel to reel, but we wanted something that was going to be organic, and we we wanted the songs to breathe. We didn't want that that age. Well, who the fuck likes playing on a click? I don't. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I mean, it's it's not. It's so it becomes so robotic. And like I said, it's not to knock on anything of that. I've done it. We've done it. Every every musician has has gone in the studio with a click track, and uh, not so much for me. For me, it's it's more feel. I always you know I always approach it with a feel. But uh, you know, the brilliant musicians that I've had the the fortune to play with over the years, you know, sure that that does happen, and it and it's okay. And like you said. It's 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 more affordable. It's it's easier. You can punch in and out. You you know. But then we were like, well, well fuck that. We're like, we know what we're doing. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we're uh, we we're in the pocket at this point. We're playing well. Um, you know, but but even before that, I mean, we we know this was something that had been discussed from the get go, and we got ourselves to that point where we where it was just like I said, we did it in two days. And uh, and it was and it felt right and there was no there was no like oh fuck we gotta take this again it was like you know we have to do this like the twentieth time it was none of that shit we we just we played the songs and uh, we took um, I think the one that took the longest if I remember correctly was was Lee Them Scars I think we, that one it's you know it's a nine and a half minute long song so to play that play that through I think that one we had probably done like four times or so you know four or five times. We had gone through and like, okay, get halfway through and there's a fuck up. And I'm like, all right, let's go back. We'll do it again. And, you know, it just, you're on top of, really, you're on top of your game. When you're, uh, when you're actually sitting there and it's like, okay, this, this means something right now. Um, this isn't just a jam. This, this is the album. This means something. So you're on your toes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a feeling to, to actually be in that situation of, of playing and say, okay, like, you know, like, uh, almost like a, 
if I could equate, my, you know, not musically, but equate myself to like James Brown or something where, where it's like, man, those guys get up on stage and they fucking bash it out and, you know, you fuck up, he gives you a smile and, you know, it wasn't to that point of, uh, of that, but it's, it, it was to the point of we, we had to believe in one another to, uh, to lay those, those songs down and we did. We had full, uh, full confidence in, in uh, each other and full confidence in ourselves and I think it comes across on that album. Okay, so considering how in the pocket you guys were on the record and how well it mimics your live sound, are there any plans on performing live or does uh, Akurian remain a studio-only band for now? You know, I mean, you know, our, the best way I could say it is our ears are to the ground. <clears throat> if there's something that, that arises that makes sense, you know, we haven't played in a while. Um, so, you know, there's, there's the aspect of getting back together, you know, I'm not relearning the songs, but but uh, getting back into playing shape. Um, so you know, there's there's a few things that would come into into play. I mean, if 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 the if it was a great if it was a good enough show, if it was you know if I mean financially if it was right, if I mean there's a whole bunch of aspects that would that would have to come into play. Um, I would say that we're open. Um, I think initially we weren't so open to it, but uh, but as the you know as the as the album came a little bit closer and. You know, and uh, I think we started to say, okay, well, look, if there's if there's something that makes sense, and it's the right thing for it's the right showcase for a Curian to to come up and 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 perform, then uh, then why would we shoot ourselves in the foot to say, yeah, fuck, we're not gonna, you know, it's a studio project. That's it. That's all. Um, I think that you know we've we've all performed several, many, many, many shows, hundreds of shows. Um, so you know, we know what it's about, and we know what we need to do to prep for it. And uh, if if it's the right move, then it's the right move, and we'll we'll uh, you know we'll entertain any offer. And it doesn't mean an offer comes down and it's the right one, but uh, but I think uh, if we turn our back on uh, on what you know is 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 put forward uh, to us, then we're you know we're not we're doing ourselves and we're doing our fans a disservice. Kind of. So my next question, my next question to you is, when are we coming to India? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did want to. I didn't want to follow it up with that one. Because <laughs> really I will come. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> I want some Indian food. I want authentic Indian food. That's all I ask. <laughs> hey, if that's if that's if that's the only thing that it'll take, then you tell us how many tickets. All right, perfect. I'm there. I'm on. I'm on the next flight out. <laughs> All right. Uh, kind of our final question to you. Uh, considering, and you know, again, this is going through the buzz that was created over the last few years uh, when the band was once announced. I mean, there was a lot of focus how you were the ex-vocalist of Cryptopsy and the other members were part of Neuraxis. Uh, did you feel any pressure or expectations while working on the music on the album? That's a good question. Uh, no. Um... We, we, we really, truly, and honestly didn't. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to the, to the fact that we, you know, we said from the go that, you know, that we want to write this album for us, really, is, is what it comes down to. We want to we wanna put an album that we're happy with, we're satisfied with, and it's not something that we're, we're focusing on what people are going to think about. It's more of, are we happy with it? Are we satisfied with it? Um, you know, and, and those other pieces will fall into place. Um, so, so there was definitely no, 
Um, no thoughts on, oh, fuck, are people going to dig this? Or, you know, we never talked about any of that stuff. Uh, it was it was like, cool, if people like it, really the thought process was, if people like it, fantastic. If people don't like it, fantastic. <laughs> Whatever, you know. You you like it, you don't, it doesn't matter. It's, it, you know, we as as a, as a, a four-piece, Walked out of that. Uh, walked out of all this. The, the whole, the you know, the, the whole design, the album cover, the the songs, the the arrangements of it, the the set list, the the uh, set order, um, the whole thing. We just said, okay, you know, this is this is what we feel is the best we can put forward at this time, and uh, that's all that matters. Uh, you know, is that we're happy with it, and then uh, everything, like I said, everything else will fall into place. If people dig it, great. If people don't, it's okay. So it's not. You're not going to win over everyone. And uh, and we're not, you know, that isn't the intention behind this. Um, the other thing that we, you know, we've seen that we, we really want to shy away from is, you know, when you say um, people talking about the fact that, you know, I was in cryptopsy and, and all these in cattle decapitation, Rob's in Araxis and Tommy as well. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, for us, it's, it's, it's our past. And you know you're you're always going to embrace the past. I'm you know I wouldn't I wouldn't shit on anything of of what we've what we've accomplished in the past. But we also in the same context, you, I, the last thing we want to be labeled, and we have seen that a few times. And I hate this moniker, and and the, and the band hates it. Is a supergroup. It's like fuck, man, there's no <laughs> supergroup here. This is bullshit. It's not a supergroup. You know, I think somebody coined it, coined the phrase, and uh, I don't know who the hell wrote it. I somebody years ago we had. Uh, when we first had released it, yet yeah, you see them not in the live um, at the at the at uh, Donaldson's uh, studio. When we had done that, and someone I forget who it was. I don't know if it was I forget which uh, which which page it was. But someone had wrote, "Ah, oh, supergroup, blah 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 blah." And we're like, "Oh God, cringeworthy!" Like I, I we don't like that. And uh, <clears throat> and then someone wrote, "Supergroup, more like super poop." <laughs> 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 and I. <laughs> for me, I remember my wife and I. We saw that and we were fucking dying laughing. We're like, "That's that's like that's brilliant." Like, and that's how we we look at that stupid moniker. Uh, uh, that's that's late. Like, who the fuck are we to say? You know, we don't say that. It's someone else that's re- been writing that. Like, you can look at what we've done in the past and and you know and and love it and and you know admire it and and listen to it and you know and talk it up and stuff like that. And you could even mention it. You know, I don't have a problem with saying that we were in those those projects, but I most certainly don't want to. You know, um, entertain the idea that this is a super group. It's it's four guys, four friends getting together, playing some music, and uh, and with with zero zero thoughts on hey we're uh, we're who we are and uh, and here we come and we're you know we're gonna fucking change uh, change the uh, recipe for bread like it's not it's not what we were looking for. Uh, ever, you know, it's just really about putting the best songs that we can do out there, and uh, we wanted to avoid anything that is related to. It. I've seen it a couple of times already, and I think all of us were just like shaking our head, we're like, "Oh man, come on, no, please don't." So, <laughs> so thank you so much for your time, Mike. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, the whole breakdown with us of the year of the long pig, and uh, we wish you all the success with comfort to me. So. Really glad we had this conversation. Gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been an honor, and uh, thank you uh, dearly for, uh, for spending some time with, uh, uh, with me as well. So uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's a lot of fun. Uh, this is something, like I said, this is something I haven't done before, so uh, th- this particular style. So uh, this was uh, a breath of fresh air, and I wish you guys nothing but uh, great fortune, and, uh, and uh, I hope to see uh, 
ones up fucking on the elite podcasts out there. Thank awesome. you so much for saying that. We'll try Absolutely. and get you over for Indian food whenever we can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and, and sweet is the deal animation I will cook. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, gentlemen. Wow, that was a longish conversation. Lots to yeah. digest, lots to learn, lots to kind of pick brains about. For those of you who are still not convinced, at least now go check out uh, Comfort to Me. It's quite a solid uh, release, I'd say. It surely is. I'm sure it might make uh, year-end lists. Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, if you heard the part where he talked about... Uh, you know, super groups and stuff like that. Hence, I said all-star group. But yeah, I mean, they did get a lot of attention uh, in the start. But once you hear the music, it's definitely going to be there in one of the top lists on most people, if not some. So that's it then. The offer still open. Come out, reach out to us. We are at hornsupport.com. I'm at Asmohani on Twitter. And I'm Trent Crusher. And till next time, it's Hornsup. Hornsup.